Where is that? When it tell me to shut up and sit down, I would do that. The Bible said, if ye are led by the Spirit of God, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And my, my, my intention and my, my purpose is not to fulfill the lust of my flesh standing up here. Because we are in a serious time. Judgment time. Time out. It's okay to have a big homes, nice houses, and jobs, and, and all that. But when you stand before God, you have to give an account not for your car, not for your house, not for your bank account. All these things are good. But you have to give an account for the deeds that have been done in your body before God. Well, today we're teaching on the promise and warning for holding unforgiveness in your heart. That's one of the most damnation spirit that a believer could ever house around because that spirit birthed so many other spirits in your body. And God said to me that a lot of people are sick because of spirits. Spirit. Bitterness. You know bitterness created cancer? Yes. Holding grudges in your heart will make you sick. Before we get started, I have, I didn't get a chance to tell you, Minister Thompson, but Pastor clipped this out about five or six years ago. I think you remember that. I just want you to, don't read this, read this. Skip. Read. Read. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I, I mean, even the world knows that holding a grudge in your heart will make you sick. And we choose to walk around daily holding unforgiveness in our heart as though that's going to make us great, make us big. You're cursing yourself, and you're going to find out today. The Bible says you curse yourself when you hold unforgiveness in your heart. You know why? You are asking God to do something for you that you're not willing to do for others. And they say, you shouldn't expect God to do no more than what you would do for someone else. So we'll mess up and we'll ask God to forgive us. But we'll stand, I'm going to find out, you're going to really learn something there about that unforgiving spirit. And I pray to God that you will not continue allowing that spirit to control your life. Because at the end of every spirit, there lies destruction. Destruction. Let's read this first. Go ahead. This is an article in USA Today. It says, to err is human. To forgive is much smarter. So just studies being reported at the American Psychological Association meeting here. Growing evidence shows that people inclined to forgive others enjoy better mental and physical health than those who hold grudges. A refusal to forgive is most common among people with high anger and fear. The possible health costs of bearing grudges were apparent in a study of adults asked to use 
unforgiving or forgiving a man imagery as they thought about someone who wronged them. Heart rates and blood pressure rose and their mood worsened for those dwelling on the hurt, but not for those thanking forgiveness. Amen. See, that's the, that's the world. One in the church. <laughs> By holding unforgiveness. An unforgiving spirit is just like that spirit that God said when unclean spirit goes out. It found looking for rest and found no rest. And it decided I'll go back to the house from which I was cast out. The Bible said that same spirit go find seven more other spirit weaker than what he was and enter back into your life. Well, that unforgiving spirit, I'm just going to get this and not get with the lesson. That unforgiving spirit, unforgiving spirit, we would say an unforgiving heart is a selfish heart. You don't want to forgive, but you want to be forgiven. Unforgiving spirit will birth evil spirits in your heart and body, and it will eventually destroy you in your mind. The spirit of bitterness, the spirit of gossip, the spirit of judging, the spirit of criticizing, the spirit of fear, the spirit of sickness, spirit of hurt, the spirit of disappointment. Oh, of course the list can go on and on, but all these evil spirits are birthed by the spirit of unforgiveness. And these spirits will figure out a way to bring destruction to your body. Do you, have you ever really why you can't stop doing things that you want to do, but yet you continue doing them, you know they're wrong, you cannot stop? That's because you have an unforgiving spirit. Okay. Let's turn in your Bible to Matthew 6. We're going to read verse 14 and 15. Reveal the promise and the warning for holding unforgiveness in your heart. Verse 14. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. 15. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, Neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Amen. Now, the basic principle of prayer is forgiveness. If you're not willing to forgive those who sin against you, do not pray the Lord's Prayer. You are wasting your time. There is no forgiveness for you. For a heart that holds unforgiveness is not forgiven for your transgression against God. Didn't the Bible just say that? That's a warning. He said, I'm going to warn you. Let me let you know. If you are not willing to forgive, then I'm not willing to forgive you. There's no forgiveness for you. Why would you expect God to do something that you are not willing to do? You will pray and pray and, and still hold unforgiveness. Guess what? You're not forgiven. That's why so many people having mind problems now. You never feel free. 
Uh, why do you think you're so quick to judge, so quick to sit, criticize? Because you have not been forgiven, and these spirits will birth in your head and your mind, and you will act them out. You're always repenting for things that you done 10 years ago. Why? You hold an unforgiveness in your heart, and you do not feel forgiven because you are not. It's in your Bible. He said, if you do not forgive those who transgress against you, neither, neither, this is your heavenly father talking to his child. He said, neither would I forgive you if you transgress against me. So don't think that you are forgiven when you're walking around holding things in your heart. God will not violate his own law and his own principle. Is that in your Bible? Let's read it again. Verse 15. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses. Listen, he said, but if you decided that you was not going to forgive men what they done for you, and you standing before me and asking me to, Lord, forgive me, forgive my debt as I forgive my debt, or you praying a bald-faced lie. That's what God said. He said, if you pray that prayer, so as I forgive them who transgressed against me, and you still hold an unbelieving, unforgiving in your heart, you are praying a lie to God. Your prayer is polluted. You're not telling the truth. You're telling God, I, as I forgive them, God said, uh-uh, you have not forgiven that person. You're still holding evil in your heart. You're still holding bitterness in your heart. You are, have not forgiven that person. Neither will your heavenly Father, which is in heaven, forgive you. Amen. That in your Bible? Mm -hmm. And why do we take chances like that? We think we can trick God, because you can trick man. We pray and hold unforgiveness in our heart. Um, Matthew, I mean, Mark 11, 25 says, when you stand, he tell you what to do when you stand praying. We skip over that. We're holding things in our heart, things that happened 10 or maybe 30 years ago. I wonder how, why your mind can just keep that going, keep it so fresh in your mind, because the devil knows that you will never sense that you've been forgiven. And you'll constantly repent over and over. Because the devil have a way of constantly reminding you of your shortcoming. That's part of the penalty. He would always tell you that God is out with you. He would always tell you something to upset your mind. Because he knows that God said, you are not forgiven. For what you messed up last week is still on your record. Well, I went to the Lord in prayer and I asked, God said, yeah. You want me to forgive you, but you do not want to forgive the person that transgressed against you. So I'll let you know, son. I'm going to tell you now, you are not forgiven. Then it said, neither will your heavenly father. And guess what the Bible said? Which, I want you to know where your heavenly father live. Which is in heaven will not forgive you. Many people are sick. Not because of a physical sickness, but it will wind up in your flesh. But it started out with spirits that you hold in your heart against people. Every spirit carries a sickness. That either one would torment your mind, 
One where may, you would always struggle and fight against a sick spirit. Never no peace. You will concentrate to poison someone else's mind because you have a poison mind. Holding all that junk in your heart and the world trying to tell the church, you are going to get sick sooner or later. Keep on holding unforgiveness in your heart. Keep on holding bitterness in your heart. Keep on holding anger in your heart. They are going to bring you to destruction. These spirits are sin. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. Sin always leads to destruction in your life. Because God did not create his people to hold grudges in their heart. The Bible says, even as your heavenly father has forgiven you, you forgive others. Do you know all that sin you committed against God? And he was willing to forgive you and save you. Now that you saved, you can walk around and hold junk in your heart against someone else. Justifying yourself. There's no justification for evil people. There's none whatsoever. There's no justification for bitter people. Your body is the temple of the living God and the spirit of God dwelling in you. Yet we can find a place for unforgiveness to overrule what's currently in us. The Bible said the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. Yet that unforgiving spirit can block it. I'm telling you, can block your love, block your kindness. That's why people are so daggone mean now in the church. So even in the church, why? That unforgiving spirit is blocking all your kindness, blocking all the kindness that God has given us, blocking the fruit of the spirit. You would think that people were commanded by God to walk in the fruit of hell. No compassion. None whatsoever. That's an unforgiving spirit, a bad spirit that have birthed in your heart. You, we have no compassion for people falling. Oh, I knew they're going to get it sooner or later. But an unforgiving heart that have been forgiven by God. You say God said pray and, and exalt your sisters and your brother when they fall into weakness. Uplift them. No, we that are strong, bad, and infirmity off the weak. We know all of these things, but because of your heart so full of unforgiveness, you don't even have passion for the next person. The Bible says, your heavenly father will not forgive you of you. All that mess you've done since you've been saved. You think you've been forgiven, you're not. Why? You have a house around an unforgiving spirit. And again, you're asking God to do something that you are not willing to do yourself for others. But you expect him to forgive you. Why? He's a loving God. You're supposed to be a loving Christian. He's a forgiving God. You're supposed to be a forgiving Christian. He's a kind God. We're supposed to be kind Christians. So, if you're not willing to forgive, you can stop praying. There's no help for you. Is that in your Bible? If you're not forgiven by God, where can you go? But struggle in life. He said, neither, neither, neither will I forgive you.
Somebody told me, God ain't playing. Y'all better get your life together and get rid of that damnation spirit. But I love everybody. It's a lie. You do not love everybody. Every person in here today have something in your heart that you're holding against people. I'm serious. I know you're the main one. Holding hurt, holding disappointment, holding bitterness, holding something that is not of God in your heart. Holding anger. Something. Something you are holding today that's not of God. And whatever that spirit is, that spirit mission is to bring you to destruction. He says, verse 25. Verse 25. And when ye stand praying, forgive. Why should I forgive when I'm standing praying? And ask them for forgiveness. Why should I forgive? I, I'm not here to forgive Sister Juice. I'm here for myself. Uh, Lord, I, I didn't come here for all of that. Now, I'm not going to let go my, my, my unforgiveness for her because I'm in prison. And I'm trying to imprison her, but she seemed to be running loose. <laughs> but I, I'm sitting there in prison, locked up in my unforgiveness in prison. Thinking that going to minister to this person that you hold an unforgiveness for, against. But I would do everything in the meantime, try to tear her character down in other people's eyes. I would talk about her. I would gossip about her. I would even lie on her just to make people think hard of that person. Every time she do something wrong, I'll point it out. See, that's an unforgiving heart. That's a heart now. It's not only unforgiving. That's an evil heart. That's a mean heart. That's a bitter heart. That's a hatred heart. Man will see all in your heart. Then we take all that junk. Then we go to stand before a holy God. God said, I know your works. I see your work. All your life lies naked and open before me. You might can fool man with your phony kindness. But I'm looking deep within. So when you stand before God, let me ask you this. When you go before God to pray, do God bring things up in your life, something that happened, something that you've done, something that you said? See, news when you go to pray, God reminds you you walked out of love. You done this. And you sometimes you're holding stuff in your heart. You're holding grudges. We just jump over it. We ignore his correction. Because an unforgiving spirit will make you think that, I'm all right. I don't bother nobody. I'm all right. But all the time. Deep down in your heart, you're holding hurt. You're holding disappointment. You're holding bitterness against people. You're mad as hell against people. Every time that person's name is mentioned, it sets your head on fire with evil. But man, it. 
have nothing good to say about that person. If you say something good, your heart will convict you because you know it's not real. I'm teaching to all of us today. We're all going to get this stuff together today. Amen. It's one for all and all for one. Like I said, ain't nobody made a complete trip yet. We all need help. We are like the farmer. We all need rain. So at no point sitting here thinking about it, somebody that know we all need help. You're here today because you need help. We need to be delivered. We need to be set free. We need to be set on fire for the glory of God to become what God called us and created us to be, the salt of the earth, the light of the world, his witness. And God said to me, I, I know it was God. He said, the reason why there's so many homosexuals, so many, all that junk in the world, because the Christians have not been salting the world down. He called us the salt of the earth. What you mean? You salt the earth down. You salt down that homosexual demon and all that. He said, they have gotten loose because for the last 20 or 30 years, all the church was concerned about naming and claiming. Nobody was salting the world. They left them homosexual. They start gaining wrong. They start gaining rights. They start doing all this. The church setting up in there every Sunday. What can I get from God? God said, that's why. You can think back years ago when Christian was out there fired up for the Lord, casting out demons, binding up principality and power, pleading the blood of Jesus. There was one here and there. When, when they show up on your job, you would secretly catch that demon out. See, you don't have to lay hands on people to get a spirit out. Spirit knows spirits. But we had to allow them to go free. And all the church set up and with unforgiving heart and talked about them. <laughs> and they just increased. We gave them our power. Because death and life was in the power of your tongue regardless of what you were saying. But God said, I call you to salt them down. Instead of you salt them down, you join up with them. That's why he said, I have somewhat against the church in the book of Revelation. Church lost your first love. If you don't go back and do your first work over again, he said, I will come upon you quickly and remove your, your light as the counter out of the book of life. That's because we, it's no, really, I realize it now, it's no such thing as save, always save. How can that be? You know why I said, how can that be? Why would God tell these people, yeah, you cast out demons in my name, yeah, you did all that, but depart from me, your lifestyle. Did not represent me. Like you got no seat in heaven already the way you live it. Is there no forgiveness for you? Where are you going? It's in your Bible. He said, when you stand praying, do what? For your heavenly father, your father, which is in heaven, may forgive you. He said, but if you decide not to forgive, I'm not going to forgive you. Sin will never enter heaven. You can come to church uh, 20, uh, every day in the week and hold unforgiveness in your heart and miss heaven. Coming to church is good. You should come to church. You should sacrifice to come to church. But don't wait until the rapture is taking place and you're here by yourself. You're sitting up in church every Wednesday night. Ain't nobody here for you. 
we're going to be out of here, brother. You don't run to the church, you won't come to church now. Don't worry about it. The day will come when you'll be glad to come to a church. You sacrifice a run. Maybe somebody in that outreach. No, only one to be left here would be them lukewarm Christian and holding unforgiving in, your, in their heart. They would be left here. But you see how it's hard now to come to church? I guarantee you, when the rapture takes place, it's not going to be hard to do anything. See how we half-hearted committed now? We just want to do our own thing. We don't want to go to church. We go to church when we, we tell God, this is all you need. Don't ask me to do nothing else. But when judgment day hits you, God don't have to say a word. You'll come. I'm telling you, look, watch the news. That fire that broke out in California that cannot be put out, they do not understand it. I think that's an act of God judgment coming. All these mass killings. Who knows when your day is up? You take a chance with destiny, holding junk in your heart, making excuses why you can't come out on Wednesday night or Friday night. Oh, God, and go to Sunday school. Every person in here should be in Sunday school every Sunday. What makes you think that you're all right? You can eat more than one meal. If you eat one meal a week, what would happen to you? You would die. Yes. Eating one meal on Sunday, spiritual meal. You don't think that, no, you don't even think that. I don't mean nothing. I can eat one spiritual meal, and I'm good to go. No, you're not good to go. The Bible said in Hebrews 10, 25, he said, fail not to assemble thyself together like so many others are doing in the last and evil days. He said, judgment is going to begin at the house of the Lord. That's why God helped me teaching today. The judgment is on these churches all out, all around the world. Judgment is on churches now. You, got to, if you make up your mind, do you want to go to heaven or hell? It is it now. He said, judgment begin at the house of the Lord, right? First. God is warning us. Clean with us, bang them it up, change your life, get rid of unforgiveness, get your uh, self out, uh, allow the Holy Spirit to set your fire, your soul back on fire again. You used to witness for the Lord, you used to bring souls in for the Lord. Now, you don't even care about a soul anymore. The church is so complacent, don't even have a, or even knowing concern about people dying and going to hell. Only thing, I got my little self right. No, you're not, right? The Bible said, go back and get your brother. Have you been back to get your brother that you left out there in hell? He said, now that you've been converted, go back and get your brother. Go back and get your sister. Have you been back to get anybody lately? See, an unforgiving heart, I remind you, it's a selfish heart. Only concerned about yourself. No compassion for people dying and going to hell. I wish we would pray for them as much as we talk about them. We're so self-righteous in nothing.
disobedient. Oh, my God, I'll be disobedient. Make promise to God that you never keep. What God we think we're playing with? You say he's a mighty God, he's an awesome God. We make promises to God and never keep them because it requires sacrifice. Do you realize who you're playing with? God don't need us. We need him. It's time that we live like we need him. Well, I don't do no- That's the key. You don't do nothing. God called us to be a witness unto him. Called us to be the salt of the earth, the light of the world. That's what our great commission. But we too busy setting up holding unforgiveness. How can you want a soul when you're full of unforgiveness? Well, I understand why people don't follow you to church. That unforgiving spirit does not display the life of God in you. You can tell people, oh, the Lord is good, but it's something about coming from your spirit that ministers to another person. The Bible says, let your word be seasoned with love. Your word cannot be seasoned with love with that unforgiving spirit controlling your life. That's a bad spirit. Verse 27. But. Mark. I think it's Mark 11. Think verse 27. Verse 27. And they come again to no, Jerusalem. No, that's not it. I must be. But anyway, what I'm going to read, and it said, but if you do not forgive. 26. 26. 26. Okay. But if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. That in your Bible. Do you understand that? Do we have any problem understanding that? Do you think that God is still going to forgive you when you walk around with holding unforgiveness in your heart because he is God? He's laying it out and telling you there's no forgiveness for you unless you, unless you are willing to forgive others. And it's something I've looked at this. He said, neither will your father. He said, which? I'm going to tell you where I live. In heaven. Forgive you. I said, God, if I walk around with unforgiveness in my heart and ask you to forgive me, I'm not forgiven. I can understand why our mind gets so messed up. Hello? He said, how can we expect God to forgive us when we hold unforgiveness in our heart against another? He said, but if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive you. We can expect, we cannot expect no better treatment than what we give others from God. Why do you continue repenting for the same thing over and over? Have you ever, you know, get in a high praise of what he said, Lord, how can you ever forgive me? Oh, you holding things in your heart. That's why we don't feel forgiven. You're always, Lord, I'm so sorry that I messed up. I'm so, God, uh uh-uh. You're still holding junk in your heart. You're still bitter towards that person. Oh, I just feel like I'm, I'm, yeah, you are bound up with unforgiveness. That spirit will will never let you feel that 
freedom that the Holy Spirit can breathe into a human life. That joy that passes all understanding will be out of your reach. The peace that passes all understanding. That's why when problems come, you don't have peace in them. Your mind is always going back and forth with a situation. A problem almost paralyzes your mind. That would happen to an unforgiving spirit. Am I making sense? Yes. We all know that the Bible said, cast all your what? Your, but you cast them and you're still not satisfied. There's no peace that passes all understanding that God said would go with it. Why? That unforgiving spirit will block and steal and rob everything from you. The Bible said it will weaken your faith to no end. Because it eat at your faith like a cancer. To keep you from flowing in this abundant life. You know all the things that God said that he came to give us. But yet seem like it's so far from your reach. That abundant life. That peace that passes all understanding when a problem arises in your house. But yet there's no peace. You're always trying to figure things out. When God said, I got it. Cast it on me. Why? Why are you always trying to figure it out? Because your heart is not right. The Bible says God weighs the main heart, your heart. Not your much speaking, not your much saying. You can sing until the chandelier fall on the floor. That doesn't excite God. So what is in your heart? You can play until the notes get up and stop rocking across the, the piano string, get up and run all over the church. That doesn't excite God. I'm looking at your heart. Your heart is not right. And that's what I'm wearing. I'm not wearing your anointing that I've given you, your ability that I've given you. That, that all came from me. That was a free gift for me. So that doesn't make you holy. Teaching and teaching. I was anointed to teach. That don't make me nothing, but I don't get my heart right. And I will be able to teach the world. You will get happy. But God said, I got somewhat against you. You're a castaway. What you teach. That's why he said, I charge you. Don't even worry about the people's face when you teach this. And I'm not. You know why? I would have to stand before God and give an account for skipping around you. But if I wouldn't have skipped around you, you probably would have changed. But I made you feel okay. There's nothing wrong. No, not me. I was intending to bring some water up here. I washed my hands. Your blood will not be on my hand when I stand before God. Amen. We pray and we hold bitterness in our heart. Ephesians 4.31. This whole things. That bitter spirit, like we read early, the world, the, the new SA uh, newspaper printed in there to warn the church. Holding these spirits in your heart will make you sick. And I heard that bitterness is like a root. I think someone was telling me about that when I was the teacher years ago. It's like a bitter root that grows in your heart. And that root of that bitterness start doing things to your, out, your inward man, your outward man. Why? <laughs> Speak the word, spare not. Why do you think it's so hard for you to start doing something that's killing you? 
Huh? And you, you just, you know why? Why you cannot stop? There's no deliverance for you. This is, this is now this is what you want to call it, deep and heavy. God is not playing with us. We are his people. We are here to do a work on earth. He didn't call us. We called us to come together collectively and fill up and go out into the world and be a witness to him, for him. Winning souls that are dying and going to hell because our heart is too hard to go out there and help them. Because an unforgiving spirit only care about yourself. I, 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 I got to do this. God said, uh, I have to do a lot of things. But sin, another, you never, listen to this. We are never too busy when we get in trouble to pray. Only time we too busy to pray when we're not in trouble. But hey, oh, you're not too busy not to come to church when you're in trouble. You got to, I can't get in there. I got to get to church today. Why do we let hell push us in church? But all the time you said, I, I can't come. I'm doing all this. But I guarantee you when the right hell come up on people, you see them coming to them door. You know what you just proved to God? You can come to church. <laughs> That's the only thing God said, that liar. You said you couldn't come, so why would problem push you in church? Got to go to that. House of the Lord. Let's read verse 31. 31. Let all bitterness. Oh, no, he didn't say. He said, I can hold some. No, I have to have this. I mean, you see, unforgiveness, birth. I know that's sad. The spirit of bitterness in your spirit. Head of mind and soul. You didn't, you know, you don't always start out being bitter. You notice that? You start out not forgiving. But as the days and months go past, you hold that unforgiving spirit. It turns now, nah, it birthed, it joke get pregnant in you and start spitting out babies in you. Bitter babies, anger babies. And they have a job to do. Guess what? They get pregnant in you. Stop spitting out their babies in you. That's why people's minds are so tormented like hell on top of hell. All right. You're going to get rid of those spirits today. I just want you to know what's going on. But I also want you to know that the blood of Jesus Christ can deliver you from any spirit if you are willing to forgive now. If you're not willing to forgive, just stay back there or whatever you have to do because I'll be wasting my time. A lot of times leaders pray and pray and get mass heart attacks and people still doing the same thing because you get up, you come up and pray and hold unforgiveness in your heart. Still are coming up and asking uh, and forgiving that person like God said we are to do. Hey, he won't rock me down like that. <laughs> Pastor be down on their knees. Hey, come out. Whoa, come out. Why it's not coming out? The unforgiving spirit says, Pastor, you can holler all you want to. 
Well, then tell this sister, brother, willing to let go unforgiveness, you just wasting your God good time. No wonder it's I went and prayed, I didn't get nothing. I know you didn't get nothing. Well, nothing for you. Because you're not willing to forgive. That's why it's nothing at the altar for you. You can come up here, you can cry until you flood this place down, uh, Woodyard, I mean, we down on Woodyard, flood this place down to the wherever, and never, and hold unforgiveness, you walk away the same. You might shout around and jump up. That's normal sometimes, because the spirit might hit you, but that don't mean that you forgave. Next week, you're back into the same old thing again. Don't think that way. I mean, you might let it go, but guess what? Until you let that unforgiving spirit know I mean business, it's going to knock on your door every day. It's me. Who? Unforgiveness. I've been with you a long time. It's cold out here. <laughs> let me in. Woo. <laughs> Did you read that? Okay. 31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Now, now if God said put away from you, that means that the spirit can live in you. I know Jesus right. Why would God put this in this Bible? It was not true. These spirits will make the body sick, and I can understand. See, what the spirits would do would get your weakness and, 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 and keep you weak in an area and teach you how to do things to make your body sick. They even tried to kill you. They tell you to run that red light. The light is just changing. Go through it. I'm telling you. Teach you. Don't stop. You can make it. You can make it. You can make it. Thank God for mercy. Because you barely made it through that light. Then you wonder. Why did I do that? I didn't have to do that. I wasn't going to put out no fire. But just the idea of making that light. You ever had that? Just the idea of a light not holding you. Just have to make it feel good. I'm preaching to us all. Like I said, the Holy Spirit, do you know who's teaching the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit said to me, and it's in your Bible, that he teaches to us all. We all are guilty of something. We do not have Jesus himself sitting up in here. I'm guilty for something that I'm teaching, but I have to teach. I come down and pray for myself. I'm serious. I don't want to go to heaven. I don't want to stand here and teach all these many years and God said, depart from me. 
No, you coming to church, coming to church, dressing up every Sunday, coming to church, and coming to church to go to hell. You coming to church to go to heaven, and our job is prepare you for heaven. If you listen. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. These spirits will also torment your mind, soul, and body. That's true. I remember when I, years and years ago, when I had an all in my heart against my family, I was the most fearful person that ever walked. But I didn't know what I know now. Praise the Lord. If we have a person in here, I don't know if she'd be bold enough to come up here because we out of time, time and give her testimony. Would you do it to bless the church, Regina? Yes. She's going to tell you. Let's give God a hand clap. <laughs> 